Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. And how are you, Hector? I'm doing okay this week. Cool, man. How are you doing this week? I'm okay. I just, I, I literally just came from my uncle in law's wake, so it's a little bit of a weird kind of uh, yeah. switch of gears. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was nice. It was respectful. I played some um, piano while everyone, was, um, you know, where people came in and oh, left that's and nice. stuff. And, yeah, yeah. That's nice. And um, I, to be honest, I was glad to have something to do, you know? Yeah, those yeah. Situations. Oh, I'm sure, man pretty intense so it's nice to have a role i'm sure but um yeah apart from that everything's cool the uh what's been going on yeah, the uh, solar panels they, oh that's right are they yeah, I, yeah I saw they're, them, the they're in the driveway or they're yeah, no, the actually on the roof now oh, nice. yeah so i'm i'm uh <laughs> that's going to 100 percent offset my uh electric bill so assuming they don't get blown off by a hurricane i'm uh in yeah. good shape. <laughs> yeah exactly you know they say like the only thing about life right? is like the yeah, they say that the the only um, the only like two things you can rely on in life is like death and taxes. But it's almost like I got one of my taxes taken away, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I don't have to pay for energy it. anymore. Well, it's sick. Bad. I can't believe it. That's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, um, we have Mike and JP from Surfer Blood here. How's it going, guys? Hey, going good. Pretty How's good. it going? Thanks for having us on the pod today. Thanks yeah, so great. much for coming. It's it's really a privilege because um, you know, in terms of bands down here. I think it's fair to say that you're definitely the, the most successful band we've ever had on. So I really appreciate you taking the time out to come down. It's really kind of you. Thank you. You, you flatter us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I've been following your progress, you know, um, from from afar from for a long time. Um, my the bassist, the old bassist for, in Kilbilly's, Luke Panel, his sister Lee went out with Kevin. Um, back in the day, I remember that. Oh, and nice. So there was yeah. I used to he used to, you know, we used to chat to him and you'd hang out with him years and years, a real long time ago. Oh, Lee Pendle. I yeah, I remember yeah. when they were dating. They dated for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she came on tour a couple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my that really kind of apart from knowing Mike from kicking around mm-hmm. West Palm and playing gigs and things that you know that was that that was the little connection to it. I used to chat to him quite a lot and we'd hang out and you know get drunk and whatnot you know back in the day <laughs> sounds about right yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's a sweet guy yeah sure. yeah totally man it's like a game like six degrees of uh surfer blood <laughs> it's, it's too easy my connection County. is yeah well, well Hector, you used to uh you 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 really into them back in the day, I, I, I yeah i was actually a fan man like i i uh i was talking to jp earlier before the podcast and uh um like i remember their first album when it came out and and, and a friend of mine uh uh, Sarah, Sarah Kristoff, uh, shout out to Sarah. Um, I used to, uh, I used to work with her at this place and, and, um, her and I used to bounce like new music off each other all the time. Like, Oh, check out this band or check out that band. And she actually turned me on to you guys. Um, she was like, yo, you got to check out these new guys. And, and, uh, yeah, just put out your new album. You were playing at Respectables and then uh, a whole bunch of us got together and we went down to the show and stuff and it was a good time, man. I've been a fan ever since. So it's, it's kind of fun to have you guys on here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was like the first. I guess when you got signed to Warner in 2010, right? Is it around that sort of time? Uh, it was later, but that was, was? Um, a, a lot happened between right. 2009 and 2011. Um, <laughs> okay. we, we went from playing Respectables to touring all over the country and signing yeah. to a major label. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah, had ups and downs for sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that, but what, I, I want to start right from the beginning um, and just ask you guys, like, what. What was the, it, the environment like when you were growing up in terms of music? Like, did you, what did your parents listen to, and what kind of music were you listening to right at the beginning there? And why don't we start with you, JP? Well, um, 
you know, growing up, my parents listened to the Beatles and Credence and all the things you would expect. You know, right, yeah. good dad rock stuff. So yeah. the meat yeah. and potatoes of yeah. making classic rock music, you know. Right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and then I got to high school and I got really into uh, Dinosaur Jr. was the first band that uh, yes. that changed everything for me. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like I had a lot of friends who were, you know, they were all in punk bands and they just wanted to play as fast and loud as possible. Sure. And, I can relate to that. You know, I was in, <laughs> yeah, I was in the seventh and eighth grade and I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then... You know, one of my older friends gave me uh, the album You're Living All Over Me. Right. And it was just these songs that were, you know, they're still aggressive, but they were super melodic and sensitive. Yeah, yeah. And it just touched a chord. I'm like, I'm going to do this from now on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I started a band in high school that sounded, was trying really hard to sound like Sonic Youth and kept playing music after high school when everyone else went away to college and was lucky enough to meet some good people to play with and travel with and the rest is history cool we actually played a show together well before years and years before i joined surfer blood at swamp grass willies yeah where they opened for our band oh wow which was we were just kind of like a fun cover band at the time we did like a lot of random songs and lcd sound system and stuff yeah and um that was one of the first times that we've ever really played a show together and that was Really, yeah. the precursor to Surfer Blood. It wasn't even, I don't oh, think, called awesome. Surfer Blood at that time. But yeah, we it was just... a wacky show. <laughs> you know, Bar what? fight broke out. You know, uh, like uh, say yeah. it was yeah, a typical swamp, swamp grass. Yeah. <laughs> swamp. Yeah. There's a swamp. witching hour at Swamp. It's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like family fun, family fun, and then switches. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We have to leave now. And it doesn't progress into it either. It's like a light switch. And now. Yeah. So. Um, they're good guys, though. Shout out to Swamp. But, yeah, um, yeah the, uh, the I, you know, I've become one of those dudes who has stories like that where it's like, I, like Sonic Boom 6 um, sort of headlined and uh, had Paramore supporting us before. And, we, and, uh, and then, you know, like the six months later, they were blowing up and we were going, oh, we, we, you know, become <laughs> that grumpy old man who that kind of thing happens yeah. to. Oh, well. For us, we were stoked because we were like, we're just a cover band anyway. These yeah. guys are playing all original music and they're our friends, like from growing up in high school, you know, like Tyler and JP, we all had you know bands together in high school and we're oh, all kind of cool. rivals but we're all we're all happy for each other like you guys see, the so. same age kind of yeah yeah we're yeah. one one grade apart but we're both the same age we're less than a year apart gotcha but yeah. um but yeah tj the drummer we we had a punk band growing up in high school that and then jp had another band right in high school and we were like kind of we weren't really that great of friends in high school but after jp and tj kind of There's got a, together and there's a there's a rivalry because a friend of mine turned around too fast in the lunch line and spilled nachos <laughs> all over his friend's shirt and you know it was like the the bloods and the crips after that. So, <laughs> that's great. A yeah. proper rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It was reconciled later. I think it was in Orlando when JP went to uh, his buddy's house, our mutual friend Joe Santarpia, and you went to their house and, and yeah. went to TJ's room and he had a built to spill poster up and he's like, hey, maybe this kid actually is pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we started we started Surfer Blood as yeah. basically a built to spill ripoff band because <laughs> the poster was on the wall. It was just, the writing was on the wall, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we wrote a couple songs and finally we were like falling into something that was our own and yeah. those were like the first couple songs that ended up on Astro Coast uh, two years later or something. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. The uh, So what... Mike, what's your 
did you get into music like at a young age? Well, how did you oh, find yeah. yourself my, into music? My dad was a guitar guitarist, harmonica singer, and he was the dad that would always we'd go camping and he'd bring the acoustic and he'd sit around the fire and just play songs. And I always wanted to learn how to play guitar because I would see him doing that. And I would when I was really little, he would put on records and I'd run around the house had a little plastic guitar and oh, just awesome. do the you know. Yeah, that's what Bri- that's Bryce has said exactly the same thing. Yeah, that yeah. was. I mean, my dad would have the record player. He'd, he had a whole bin of records, and he'd put on, you know, everything from like the Beatles, Stones. I mean, and uh, I would just run around. I had this little plastic guitar with like <laughs> some. It had strings on it, but they were like all loose and jangly. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's adorable. Yeah, and I, I I picked up guitar, and then my dad he actually had or, or his old house in Delray Beach. He converted the entire garage into a um, like a jam room. Oh and wow! It was like carpet, cool. wood wall, looked like a log cabin in there. That's awesome. And uh, I would kind of jump around on the instruments. They had a drum set in there, and and that's kind of where I caught the the music bug. And then later on, I started playing you know traditional more like jazz and stuff when I started picking up trombone because my okay. un- my uncle was a music teacher in Miami. Yeah. And played horn, so I kind of started learning the horn. And that's how I got into the School of the Arts and met all these all these guys. Uh, so. Okay, that, right, right. So was it, um, uh, like dry, Dreyfus? Yeah, Dreyfus. Dreyfus. yeah okay. we all went to Dreyfus School of the Arts. Okay. And, uh, Four Dreyfus alum in the band. Yeah, and right. we actually, I met Tyler, our drummer TJ, uh, in middle school of the arts. I had got in uh, eighth grade, had a late audition. I moved up from Miami. I was living in Miami at the time with my mom, and uh, got into middle school of the arts. TJ was the first person I met. And, you know, I played in bands in Miami when I was really young. And so we started a band, a little punk band, and we would play shows. We'd play Spankies and yeah, yeah. Uh, Ray's Downtown Blues. We were, talking oh, yeah. about, so. we were talking about that with um, Justin Giannoutsos, um last week, actually, yeah. like that kind of era of West Palm and mm. Spankies and, and just how it was like. It just seemed like it was a bit more alive and there's more places to mm. play and stuff like that. Well, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I was just, uh, and I, I think I just mentioned it to you the other night. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on, I'm an, I'm an artist, so I, I do murals and things like that. And I'm, I'm working on a project for uh, Rodney Mayo. Okay. And cool. um, he, uh, we, we were just having this conversation about like what the scene was after mm. Justin and I, you know, Justin and us on the podcast, we were talking about Spankies and the old school punk places and That's things. Weird. And, and, but there's just like, there's only like one or two places around town anymore, like to play. I mean, yeah. you know, like there's respectables, there's propaganda. I mean, there's yeah. not much Especially more than that. that. That's are, not just a bar or a pub or something, right. you know. Especially all ages shows. Cause right. like back then, yeah, well, that was we the were thing putting on shows in eighth grade and yeah. selling out Spankies. <clears throat> Making like really good money, like just by we'd make literally flyers and we'd cut them. We'd go yeah. into like the teachers' lounge and yeah. like the little thing. We'd yeah. like run in with a bunch of them and cut like the four squares. I remember we'd make things. the flyers and paint. Yeah, oh, that's and literally, and then just go in and like hand cut them out, and we'd pass them around school. Yeah, and they would let we'd be a bunch of fourteen, fifteen year old kids showing up to the sports bar sure, sure. Yeah. and they just put an x in your hand you go in and we'd fill the whole place out and you'd have a yeah there's just cover. nothing like that anymore I mean, yeah my, my yeah. son's 18 he just turned 18 and like and and even even at 18 he has a hard time getting into some of these places because yeah, some of these places sure. they're just like oh sorry it's a 21 and over show yeah and then he's host, like he that. has to sneak in or whatever you know yeah, yeah spankies it, would let anybody in oh god let yeah. anybody play yeah <laughs> yeah we 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 kind, kind of it was one of the one of the one of the the coolest things i did when i was that young when i was 14 and we were in eighth grade still tj and i our punk band inspected by six we had we opened for bowling for soup at what? spanky's and we were like we've made it we were like yeah, thought it was yeah. the 
the, you know, the best thing ever. That's awesome. That's a blast from the past. And yeah, yeah, and um, they're all really nice, and they're all like, you guys are really good, you keep playing, and... And, and one uh, day when you grow up, you can be yeah, just like yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it was, it was, it was funny, because like, one of the, the guitar player accidentally took our, like, we had like a guitar stand, and we were like, I was like, you know, sheepishly went up to him, and was like, hey, I think you have one of our guitar stands, and like, he, he was like, oh, no way, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry about that, and he just like, gave me a like, a fistful of like guitar strings, like a whole pack of them, and I was like, "Oh, oh that's awesome. awesome! You guys are awesome!" You know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love I those remember. like early run-ins with sort of bigger yeah, bands. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I have a, a really a memory seared into my brain from when we played with the Voodoo Glow Skulls. I was so nervous. That's it was awesome. one of the first times we we ended up playing with it quite a lot of times, but this was like the first time in London and um, I was so nervous I kept tuning up my E string and breaking it and then I had to put another one and break <laughs> it I broke like three E strings in a row because I was so nervous oh my god oh that's a nightmare <laughs> yeah that's exactly like a, that's like a tour nightmare right? yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the Voodoo Glow Skulls yeah, so. yeah, that's so yeah. cool I grew that's up awesome. on all that Epitaph stuff yeah, yeah. That's awesome. all the compilations yeah, yeah. yeah. no they're great um, we, I've, we've played with them in so many different places we ended up playing with them in, in LA one time mm. we did uh, a Dia de los Muertos like a uh, uh, thing. There was just a bunch of Day of the Dead people in there. It was really awesome, actually. Mm. What's that place called? The Knitting Factory. It was oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, classic. Yeah. 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 yeah, totally. There's that one that's right there in like Hollywood Boulevard, like the next to the. <laughs> it, yeah, there's a, two in there. One in New York and one in L.A. Nice. Uh, anyway, I digress. So the uh, writing process uh, with, with Surfer Blood is the, is there one and has it changed and what is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I usually record like a really bad sounding demo, like right. straight into an interface. Yeah, with a with a drum machine. And how does your how does your uh, how does your like where does the spark come from? Is it do you get lyrics and words at the same time, or is it like yeah, writing a bunch of words in your phone and then you kind of save them up for when you get a lyrical idea, or like what's the how does it work? I've been trying to use that method lately just to change things up. Yeah. Um, you know, because I never I never write lyrics until the last minute, but I'll okay. have like. I'll have like four lines that are just great. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna t- it takes me forever to flesh it out. I'll right. just be, you know, playing some chords and I'll be humming a really nice melody and like lyrics will pop into my head. Yeah. I'll write them down and I'll be like, this song is done. But of course, I forgot to write a verse. Yeah. <laughs> and that I'm, um, and then, yeah, it's usually about a week before we go into the studio. I'm just, see what, throw everything at the wall and see what sticks, yeah. honestly. But, yeah, sure, yeah. And then the hardest part of the process is showing the demos to the band. Right. Um, yeah, it's some, um, because <laughs> you sometimes, what well, you have an idea you're really attached to, and I was like, nah, it's the worst. <laughs> it's, the worst. It's, it's one yeah. of the worst feelings you get over it, but uh, yeah. in the moment, it's it's horrible. It's basically <laughs> every, everybody, everybody sitting around in the living room, yeah. me, I'm uh, plugging in my phone and playing the demos off my phone. Then I turn around and don't and kind of look at the ceiling yeah, like, for I'm a gonna, while until the song's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get it. But we, we work through yeah. it and everybody everybody <laughs> picks their favorites and we, you know, start we get in the rehearsal studio yeah. and start fleshing out the arrangements and uh Right. So yeah, it's I'm always lo- an idea that yeah. comes from you, is it? Well, not on this actually last record JP and I well, randomly this wasn't even a planned thing, but he moved back to Florida from California and we stopped in the studio in LA our buddy which is another uh, Florida resident uh, that we know from here that lives out in L.A., works in a studio. And he's like, you should come by the studio and you know check it out. And we're like, all right, we're going to be driving back to Florida. We're taking mm-hmm. our time. We'll pop in there. And we go to this place, and he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's Mick Fleetwood's studio. 
Right. Like house studio. That's crazy. We're like, okay, like that's cool. Like Yeah, where is that? So it yeah. well it's it's not there anymore. I think they moved the studio now, but it was a basically a guest house to what was, I think, Rick James' house at one point. Yeah. So it was like a pretty that's legendary really, house really in yeah, like Beverly Hills or Hollywood Hills or something. Yeah, like Mulholland or something. And, uh, it was like the most Hollywood thing. Yeah, wow. we were like just like that's walking awesome. into this like, oh, wow, we're just going to check it out. Yeah. And Mick, Mick's drum set's in there. So that's I jumped crazy. on the drum oh set. Oh, my God. He jumped yeah. on the guitar. We started just kind of messing around, and he had a mic up, and we didn't even really you know, plan to record anything, and we're just kind of jamming. Yeah. Two of the... Two of the kind of just jams that we were doing in the studio that day made it on this newest record, which were the first cool. two songs that we yeah. kind of collaborated on without even trying. It just kind of happened, happened awesome. you know. It was a shame, too. We walked into this beautiful studio, um, and I'm like, he's like, hey, want to record some demos? I'm like, I don't have anything written. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what we came up with was, was, was great. Yeah, um, we, we kind of just messed around. That's so cool. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac, oh, my God, you know, like, I just love those, love him. He yeah. was an incredible drummer, and, and yeah. I heard that. I heard that he, when he goes places, he takes one of a bus that's just got clothes in it. It's like an entire bus of clothes. This may be a, a, a rumor, but I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, that's the kind of opulence I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love his brass balls that hang yeah. on his belt. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he still does. I'm sure he does still do yeah. that. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So, do you guys um? Like in terms of, I, I'm going to guess that the answer is yes because when you um like because I heard you mess around with my guitar before, but like um, do you practice a lot? Like just like the, your I- instrument? Do you play like? Do you sit at home and practice? Honestly, yeah, not that much. Right. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't practice scales or anything. Like I, yeah, I strum chords and uh, okay, you know, try and figure out songs. That I, you know, they're stuck in my head. But other yeah. than that, I don't really, you know. Practice, practice. I don't think. Yeah. I don't really consider myself that great of a technical guitarist, to be honest. I'm just, right. uh, um, you know, I have an idea for a melody and I kind of like feel it out and. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't. I can't do sweeps or anything like that. <laughs> when you went to, oh man, I've been, I've been just working so hard on that, and I still am not that great. I'm okay. I can do it a bit. <laughs> I sit there like I've been practicing a lot. Like I, I've said this like a million times on this podcast, but like not that long ago, got sober, and one of the things was I was like, okay, I'm gonna finally like become an awesome, awesome guitar player. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I've been like shedding like crazy, mm-hmm. yeah, trying to get those sweeps and everything. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, when I'm, when I'm a little older, I'm gonna get one of those Ibanez guitars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because nothing says I'm 40 like having like an Ibanez yeah. guitar <laughs> with like the amount of strings like right on the neck. Yeah, and yeah. all the sweeps. And the flowed uh, rose. Yeah, exactly. That is literally where I'm at. I want the one. With, <laughs> I want the one with the handle that you can carry yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. That's just like me right now. I got a Jackson, and I've yeah. got like with super low oh, action. Yeah. yeah, this is that's me. That's where I'm at. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Like, um, Mike, do you practice? Um, I don't really. I don't have time anymore. But right. I, I do. Like JP, you know, I, I write songs. Like I have right. demos and stuff that I'm working on, and I'm always constantly writing riffs. That's one thing. Like my voice memos on my phone is just like ten second cliffs of just nonsense. Like right. you know, maybe some of it's good, maybe some of it's trash. But um, I'm always finding time to pick up a guitar. I'll hear something in my head and I'll play it, and if I think it's halfway decent, I'll pull the phone up and hit record and but uh other than that i 
you know, I'm not really, I'm not going home and, and uh, shedding as much as I probably should. But yeah. I do gig a lot. I do gig when I'm home. And, yeah. And you just naturally get better. For sure. You know, by yeah. playing yeah. a lot. Talk to Hector about yeah. that. He's basically taught himself how to play the stand-up bass. And because and of cool. these three-hour gigs. Add gigs. Get, you know, yeah, add gigs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shed at the gigs. Get, get, get paid much. to practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Is, so, um, like, is music both of yours sort of main hustle in terms of making money or doing other things? We both do other things, mm-hmm. but music is definitely what we enjoy to work at the most. Yeah. And we do we do have a studio that um well I, I, I had a studio for a long time and then now we've kind of partnered up and okay. moved into a new bigger spot and we're trying to make that work for us and be a, more of a business aspect. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. recording local bands and running rehearsals and stuff like that. Yeah. That's um, cool. That's basically what we do here as well, yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. there's a lot of them popping up, aren't there? 4010s popped up as well. Yeah, we're, I mean, yeah. We, we're all going to have to have, like, a big fight one day. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I know. I, 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 uh, <laughs> well, we've been, and we've been doing this. Well, I started the studio, shoot, right out of high school, basically, when I moved yeah. back from L.A., but it was never what it is now. I feel like we've finally got, you know, it's more professional, it's a bigger space, it's, we can offer a lot more. So, but, um, so you guys have both lived in LA then yeah different times yeah I lived in LA I went on tour with a band um, actually took over our drummer TJ was the drummer for before and when he left I toured in his place right um, and uh, I moved out there after that in like 2006 right and I was out there for like a year and a half and then I moved back to Florida and then just what was your experience like did you enjoy living there it was fun. I did almost everything but music. I moved right. out there to do music, and then <laughs> I ended up, you know, doing extra work in movies. And right. I, I landed a gig uh, teaching kids how to skateboard. Oh, wow. uh, cool. I, I was a personal skateboard instructor for these kids. That's in like Dub- a fifteen-year-old's dream. Yeah, right. it was, right. <laughs> it, I'll never forget the day. It was our friend Casey Hole and I, and we're <laughs> I was we're at the skate park and. We we're teaching these kids how to drop in. Just you know, we sure. saw these young kids. I'm like, that was us. You know, like helping these kids. And and the nanny comes over and looks at, you know, looks at our buddy Casey, and she's like, oh, "Are you a skateboard instructor?" And he's like, "No, ma'am." And she looks at me. And she's like, "Are you a skateboard instructor?" And I go, "Yes, I am." <laughs> and he just looks at me. And he's like, "You asshole!" <laughs> like, and uh, I ended up, you know, like, awesome. I ended up working at this beautiful house in Beverly Hills, teaching these kids how to skateboard. Oh my god! I mean, these spoiled, rotten kids. I mean, they had dirt bikes running around the whole place, and sure. pools, swimming pools, and tennis courts. Sign an NDA just to go around the house type deal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it ended up. It ended up. You know, because out there, I mean, it was expensive. Even back then, um, we were paying like almost two grand for a two bedroom apartment. You know, right. that was back in two thousand six. Yeah. yeah you know, wow. So, so it was expensive. We had to hustle hard to to make a living out there. So. Yeah, I bet. Um, yeah, I, d- I, d- I made it all the way across the Atlantic, but just to the East Coast. <laughs> I have been to it. Yeah. The Sony 60s to tour the West Coast a little bit, and, you know, I've been a few times, but only doing that. Never spent a huge amount of time there, just played gigs there, really. That's mm-hmm. probably the it's best a, it's way to do it. It's a great place to play, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. The crowds out there are a lot of energy, I feel like. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, um, talking about gigs, um, like, how much are you guys touring at the moment? Uh, the past three months have been really, really busy. Which yeah. has felt good because the year and a half before that were just right. crickets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. What did you do? Did, how did you? 
get through that period of time? Like, I, I guess both of you have other sort of income streams, right? You managed yeah. to kind of yeah, 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 we were working, and but yeah. we we did a lot of like home videos. We okay. like learned how to edit and do video oh editing God. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was like a crash course for like most of us. I think. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. learned more about video editing than I ever wanted to yeah. know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's ever my forte video stuff. Yeah. Have you messed around with that DaVinci Resolve? Have you seen that one? It's oh, the one that we use no. for this thing. And no, it, no. I, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's good, no. but it's video. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds cool. I like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We, hey, anything that's easy. We yeah. we uh, we basically taught ourselves how to do the video editing, and we did a bunch of home. Well, in the, especially in the very beginning, we were doing the, the squares, like the Brady Bunch squares. Yeah. yeah. So we would record our parts at home, our video at home, and then we'd upload it all to the Dropbox. Yeah. And then whoever wanted to take a stab at the video editing would go, okay, I'm going to download all the stuff and then piece it all together. Yeah. We and we released, a, we, yeah, we released like a, um, a bunch of home videos that way. Yeah, that was back at the beginning of the pandemic when like – I would come over in a full hazmat suit and like <laughs> hand, my, hand my laptop to the drummer like now you record your parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like leave it on the front porch we, yeah. and like They're go like stand in the street down. and then we, run. We did we did do one session which I really want to release the the treehouse session we did. So my dad's house in the oh, backyard cool. we we have this um little treehouse tiki bar Neat. and we recorded this but that sounds pretty handy sounds like yeah, he builds all sorts of things. oh he's super handy we have a dun we had like a dun waiter to bring up all the hardware and the drums oh, cool. so we filmed like the whole you know us setting up doing everything and um we did it as like a um, uh, exclusive for uh, garden of life and we're kind of sitting on that we have it it's a really nice little three song um video we put together and we worked really hard on and uh, it's hard to frame a shot where everybody's standing 40 feet from each other though yeah I mean, it so look, yeah it we, quite look the there's, same there's the tj the drummer is in the treehouse jp's kind of down on the front Lindsay's on like the rope swing playing bass and then i'm in the tiki bar <laughs> and uh it looks really cool it came out really you know neat and uh, it's we did it all ourselves you know which is kind of yeah. cool yeah. so what kind of venues, when you go on tour, what kind of venues have you been playing in this last sort of trip? Uh, they're usually dark, pretty, <laughs> um, pretty dirty. You know when you step on the floor and you can feel that someone spilled a, a daiquiri there recently? <laughs> you stick to it. Yeah, yeah will, that's, a, that's our, our kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the places we played, we were like the first band really? since the pandemic, especially on the, the August tour we did. They were literally like dusting off their preamps and like hope right. these work, like pulling out everything out of the back closet. Um, I feel like even if even if you are kind of more left leaning, if you're from Florida, where it just ended up being a bit more laissez faire than everyone else about that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah Florida is like the wild west, man. Like we're like, yeah, yeah. yeah we. Um, but for better or worse, just yeah. kind of a little, little bit cared a bit less about it. I don't know. Yeah, don't no, know. it was definitely most places. I mean, we played, especially on the West Coast, where we took it very seriously. And, yeah, you know, it made us feel safer about touring, for sure. Like right. being, yeah. being out of Florida. Yeah. yeah we're sure. safer on the road than in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but there is, there is That's something not about shocking, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being behind, like, the merch table in Oklahoma City and people are coming up to you and screaming in your face, like, uh, right here. Right, I'm like, yeah. you shouldn't. Shouldn't be doing that right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> take, a, take, a, take a couple steps back. Now's yeah. not a great time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this is kind of, I'm sure you've been asked this so many times, it kind of a, might be a boring question for you, but I'm sure people will find it interesting. Is like, um, as, as a band that comes from around here that, that did get signed to a major label, how was that experience? And was there anything it, like... What was, it, what was it like being on Warner? Like, what, what was, did, did you, like, really... F- 
feel a kind of difference in any way? Like, you know, like what was the vibe? Oh, a huge had? difference. Yeah. A massive difference. Yeah. Uh, so when we were, you know, I never thought about things like how long should a song be to be radio friendly? It never occurred to me in my entire life. I would right. write one song, I'd be like, two minutes, great. Seven minutes, you know, also great. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I would write all these songs and they'd be like, yeah, could you like chop it down and like maybe have like a third chorus and stuff? I'm like, why would I just tack a third chorus onto the end of this song? It's going gonna, it's gonna to ruin the song. But, uh, you know, they were very insistent. There was lots of pushback right. and it was always the vibe like, uh, do what we say or we're never going to green light this record. Right. So I feel like the song, the record turned out great. Um, yeah. But we did make some concessions along the way, which, you know, I don't regret. It was a learning experience. I was 23 years old. Yeah. And uh, didn't, you know, it's not like I'm from Nashville. My uncle was a manager and my other uncle was a business manager for Motley Crue, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know anybody and I was just kind of feeling my way through the dark blindly. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but now we, you know, we got to record in one of the same studio where they recorded Pet Sounds. Wow, yeah. In Hollywood with a great producer. Got to mix with somebody else who taught me everything I know about recording. Great. Um, and now we never have to ask that question, like, what if we just cleaned up and wrote some pop songs and <laughs> made it really slick? Yeah, because yeah. no, exactly what. Tried it. It was okay. We, um, uh, I think we found a happy medium. Yeah, yeah. cool. So, um, like, in terms of, um, in terms of, where, sort of where you want to be, would would you, it, it, if like things were sort of perfect in all perfect world, would you want to continue being on like a massive label like that, or do you sort of prefer having a bit more creative control? Um, you know, I like being on a label that's big enough to have a budget for things like filming a music video or <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to like buy yeah. some advertising to promote a record. You know, that yeah, still yeah. means something. Yeah. Uh, but also one where we have attention and visibility, and where. I feel like they're understanding what we're going for and like what we're trying to do specifically rather than just a label who signs right. any band who sounds remotely, you know. Right, and trust what you yeah. what you do. And you I guess know? 2010, 2011 is really kind of like when the whole sort of paradigm is starting to shift as well. It's weird, you know, these big labels are starting to become less important and, le- and their yeah. whole business model kind of just dissolving in front of their eyes it must have been kind of traumatic for, <laughs> for these labels you know oh i'm sure I, yeah i mean spotify i remember we played a, a party for spotify in new york when they were first starting <clears throat> and i thought to myself oh this is harmless this is you know this isn't even going to be a thing they're going to be out of business in a year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> knowing what i know now yeah. maybe we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have played well it's funny yeah. you know like i remember sort of begging our manager at the time with Sonic Boom 6 to go on Spotify because I, I had a feeling that it was going to be an awesome thing. And he actually very right, he got kind of pissed off at me and he was like, he was like, yeah, but it's essentially just giving it away. Like, you know, if you want to make money, we, it's a bad way to do it because, mm-hmm. and he was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, you know, everyone's on it now and it's just a prerequisite and you have to be, but yeah, it's difficult to make any kind of money that way you know? yeah. yeah and every time i hear about an artist who pulls their stuff from spotify or a label i'm like good for you yeah. <laughs> but then i get angry because i can't hear their music yeah exactly <laughs> the drop of a hat it in my car such, it's a dichotomy i mean this podcast <laughs> yeah. is on spotify you know what i mean we uh, and, and all the music i've ever released is on there and and i use it for teaching but at the same time i'm like oh i wish you know wish there was a way to do the right thing yeah exactly yeah, just do the right thing or if you're listening there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. pay us more yeah, well, they did just change that thing so that um, they, they don't shuffle albums, which is, I guess, that's, yeah. you know, that's a small little concession. Small little step. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so what, do you have any uh, 
What's what's in the pipeline? Like, have you got anything sort of uh, that you're working on? Uh, like, are you working on a new album or or are you planning a tour or anything like that? What's coming up? Uh, we have some dates lined up for next year. Um, like I said, we just did almost two months on the road, so sure. we're excited to take December off. Yeah. Um, it's exhausting and it doesn't get easier when you get into your 30s. Yeah, <laughs> being well, on the yeah, road. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, sleeping on the floor. I mean, uh, it goes from being like you just get up in the morning to you're fine. So you do it once and you're sick. That's it. You're just mm-hmm. ill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, by the, by the end of the, the I West guess Coast you guys are not sleeping on the floors, though. You actually get we have. Oh, we, we still <laughs> do from time to time. You right, know, right. we have a blow up mattress. Okay. We're thrifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, cool. uh, yeah, I was telling someone I got to the venue and I was feeling so good. I'm, they're like, what? What's making the difference? The band who was opening for us, they were also at their wits in. They'd been on tour for. Long you time. know, a month and a half. Right. And I'm like, I think it's because I took a two-hour nap in the van, and now I feel like I just went to a spa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. You, you definitely sort of settle into that kind of life, and then it becomes really weird being home. Mm. Um, so Sonic Boom 6 toured a hell of a lot. We were away like 300 days a year. We were always on tour. Mm. And then, um, wow, I didn't realize you guys were out that long. Yeah, it was just nonstop. We, we, wow. We'd barely ever home. I can't believe Christy put up with me through it, to be honest with you. In <laughs> fact, part of the reason why I left the band was it was it, because of Christy, because it was like, well, I don't ever see, you know, I, yeah. is, am I going to break up with you or am I going to, you know, what something's got to change? I ended up leaving that band, but, yeah. uh, you know, which I still have all sorts of complicated feelings about, you know? Mm, always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, obviously I love the guys and everything. Actually, it's been quite nice recently. We've been talking to each other a lot more of late. But um, I feel like that's been with everyone, though, with me, because mm. I'm a little bit more coherent these days. I and mean, I get right. up in the morning <laughs> and stuff right, like that. It's easier. Yeah, that's one yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> more clear. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, listen, um, why don't you guys. Uh, Play us some songs, and um, and then we'll come back and talk about them. Sound good? Sure. Sounds good. All righty. One, two, three, This past year wasn't great And I think it's getting worse Set for better homes and gardens In an empty parking lot All the places are set But there's something else it's not setting 
so outrageous With your uncle flagging down Football fans passing through In his paisley dressing gown On the first day of the new year Under Pasadena race You can show Michael first Of these happy holidays Without a care You could make a home of anywhere Give me eyes to see There's nowhere on earth I'd rather be This one's called Around Your Son. One, two, three, and...
cocaine and liquor not what you can it did for love when I met you I broke the mold I fell apart and combed my hair whiskey shakes tin help they slid off the streets at night for weeks I don't want to be a Catholic making out a choice Or fill her up with dust and ash Landfill mecca, burnouts and listless Adolescent sour lash I'm not saying that I've earned love But I could really use it So turn out the lights, 
ever and ever and ever We'll figure out the rest of Five Six One Music is brought to you, as always, by Handlebars Bar and Grill, which is a bike bar in Tequesta, which is a little town um, just north of Jupiter, in uh, right there on the border between Palm Beach and Martin Counties. So Apparently, could, thirty-seven minutes from Port St. Lucie, as for our conversation. That's exactly earlier. right. It's exactly thirty-seven <laughs> minutes from Port St. Lucie. <laughs> Random fact. <laughs> Random fact. Sorry. Continue. But yeah. Um, uh, Google Maps fun. Anyway, we um yeah, so it's it's a biker bar, but obviously you can come there if you're on, if you don't show up on a bike. Um, but if you do like bikes, it's really cool because there's always a bunch of neat bikes out front and um different other kind of cool stuff like rat rods and things. And um, we do a bike night every second Thursday of the month from six to nine, and then there is also um on uh, some Saturdays there's music from six to nine, and the fourth Sunday of every month I run uh like a jam slash open mic so if you want to come hang out from 4 to 7 p.m on the fourth sunday of every month you can um come jam with me if you want to and um yeah we you know i i just set up there and start playing and whoever comes with an instrument can either join in with me or i'll join i'll play with them or you guys can just play you know and i'll watch it's just meant to be fun and you know like there's a PA there so if you're just starting out or if you want to try something out come and jam with me on the fourth Sunday of every month from four to seven um yeah anyway the food is uh real good um we've got Eddie up there and, and Bernsey both doing great jobs and um yeah we've got a whole load of different beers on tap and uh it's got you know a really unique vibe to it it's kind of Jupiter biker a lot of local lads in there it's cool you should come check it out um, yeah, the next thing uh, we want to talk about is what's happening here at LMC on the 12th. Can you want to tell them about it? Yeah, that's the uh, the Give and Let Give. That's it. Uh, yes, yeah, I got it right this week. <laughs> um, uh, basically, it's uh, it's an event uh, that is uh, aimed at putting instruments and music gear in kids' hands. So the basic gist of it is uh, if you're a kid, you get in for free. If you're an adult, uh, your admission, a price of admission, is a donation of uh, of musical gear of any kind, whether it's a, a tuner or a, or a full PA, like I gave last week. So there, take that. Yeah, <laughs> so, very kind. Of yeah, you. you donate something like that, and then uh, you come in. It's a and it's a music gear swap. You know, you come in, you bring something, and you can take something. Um, but the ultimate goal is uh, is for kids to get in here, and you don't have to be an LMC student. Um, the kids come in here and and uh, basically get some free music gear and get them get them sparked and excited about music and you know yeah it's a gear swap you know it it, and it's something that it's quite an unusual idea you know it's completely um like uh just us trying to trying to 
So exactly, yeah. Take take stuff, people who have a lo- load of stuff and they don't use it, and give it to people who really want stuff and don't have it. Listen, so that's the spirit. Of listen, the if you're a mu- if you're <laughs> yeah, a musician yeah. out there and you can't admit that you've got extra gear lying around that you haven't touched in years, then you're not a real musician. Right? <laughs> so, just, you know, so just admit it. Yeah. Bring the stuff Amen. in. Bring it in. You know the kids. Uh, know. Yeah, the kids will have a good time. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be prying a few things from my sweat, my own sweaty little palms, and bring yeah. it in. Well, I still have a couple things I need to bring in too. I just keep uh, keep you know <laughs> forgetting to bring it in. So I'm old and forgetful. So, uh, but this week, uh, uh, Ron and Nancy Deserum actually came in and and they uh, they donated. Uh, an acoustic and electric, acoustic electric bass. Um, uh, in fact, there they are on the screen. Uh, an acoustic electric bass that they donated, which was really nice of them. Yeah, it's nice um, too. I had a go on it. I didn't yeah. realize oh, that that was the one. I was yeah. just jamming on yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a nice ago. one. Awesome. Uh, Ron, Ron <laughs> if you don't if you don't know, Ron's uh, Ron's in the Cravens, and uh, shout out to the Cravens. They're going to be yeah. playing uh, Sunday. Uh, what is it? Three to five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at Bryant right. Park in uh, Lake Worth. Cool. So, yeah, man. Ron's yeah. a killer guitarist. Oh, he's ridiculous. A bunch of bands, right? Right? Yeah, mm. he's absolutely, he's not even human, man. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, do you guys want to give your studio a shout out? Oh, yeah. Um, Shade Tree Music Studio, Boynton Beach Arts District. Yeah. We have a uh, rehearsal uh, recording studio space. Uh, we also offer instrument, uh, uh, well, mainly amp repair. Um, oh, you repair amps? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't good. personally, but we we have a guy. We, we have, have a guy. guy. We, we have, have a, a guy. guy. No guy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's a it's a just a you know trying to keep our you know the spirit of our old studio yeah. going. We moved in the new spot. Um, so is that where you're recording with? Uh, this is where you record your songs. We we recorded our yeah. entire last album Great. at our our studio in Boynton Beach. Yeah, cool. if you're a <clears throat> if you're a budding young musician or a sorry. <clears throat> Let me start over. Uh, <laughs> if you're a budding young musician or singer-songwriter, you know, we have a, a killer drum sound. You know, we got guitar amps out the wazoo. Uh, whatever you want, we can do it. And oh, we're here for you. you. So That's just uh, cool. come on down. Yeah, yeah we got a, a nice little space, you know. That's awesome. Um, all right, so why don't we uh, have a little bit of a chat about what the songs you played us were about. There was that beautiful, um, very kind of... Uh, um, entrancing first one with the finger picking. What was that one about? Uh, well, you know, um, my ex girlfriend had this uh, uncle who was a, a very wealthy man um, and a very fancy man. Right. And uh, every year he would go to the Rose Bowl and he would, uh, you know, have a tailgate thing, but it was really fancy with like white tablecloths and stuff. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's a very unique person. I, they never had kids, and consequently, they um, uh, chose to spend their money in other ways. Sure. And uh, I don't know. So, Paisley dressing gowns. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you, caught, you caught the lyric. Yeah, great. it was great. Um, yeah, and I don't know. That was We broke up like a month later, and that was like one of the last things we did together. And sort of, you know, I just moved back to Florida um, and was like starting to write songs and trying to put the pieces of all that together. Breakups are hard, you know? Sure. Um, but they spark great music, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, you know, it's just me trying to like – Make sense of like everything that happened and like right, yeah. try and focus on the positive, you yeah, know? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. What was that second one about? The more sort of upbeat number? About? Yeah. I don't really know. I was just kind of like whatever, whatever sounded clever. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> well, that's a jam. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just, you know, I'm, uh, I was listening to this, this band from New Zealand called The Bats who they got okay. really into this label called Flying Nun out of New Zealand in the 80s. Yeah. 
there were like 50 bands on that label. Every single one of those bands is amazing. Oh, wow. Um, cool. And there's, you know, they were all trying to rip off the birds. Right. But seeing bands in New Zealand in the 80s trying to rip off the birds. Interesting. Who, God knows who they were trying to rip off. You know, that's yeah, sort of yeah. bouncing, you know, from generation to generation. Um, yeah, it was just kind of like looking into that catalog and just like trying to write something that was really simple and crowded houses from New Zealand, aren't they? Is that true? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. And they've got kind of yeah, jangly guitars, mm. a bit like the birds, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Love jangly guitars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one more song as well. What was that last one about? Uh, I wrote that a long time ago. Right. That was off the first record. Um, I don't know, just about, can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, yeah Being just a sad sack of shit who can't get anything <laughs> together. <laughs> I was going to college at the time and like, I could have been doing better. Okay. I could have, like, decided on a major. I could have tried. Dude, I failed my first year. I'm I'm there with you. I I failed my first year and I had to go back and repeat it. I give you props for going to college, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't didn't go great. But uh, I don't know. I was just feeling sorry for myself and wrote that song. Um, You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I was going through in my life. I can't tell you what the individual lyrics are about. Yeah. But that's the general general idea. General feeling of it. Yeah. You can can read them and, um, you know, make your own. Put the pieces of the puzzle yeah. together for yourself. Yeah. I you know, honestly think that's for. a big part of it, honestly. I think sometimes, you know, the, the, that's almost more of a part of it. What what the listener brings to it, you know? Mm. Like yeah. It, yeah like, you know, yeah. when I write something, I'm happy for people to think it, it, it's about something completely different from whatever, yeah. you know, whatever they get out of it. Oh, yeah. No, I've definitely talked to some of my favorite artists and be like, yeah, that one lyric. They're like, that's not what I was thinking at all, but good for you. <laughs> yeah. I was you know talking about my left shoe. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about left shoes, we've got a really funny picture of Mike's uh, pedal book <laughs> oh, yes. um, where he's standing on his guitar. And it was the, it was the only one you had on your phone of it. So we ended up using this. But it's going to work perfectly. Can you tell us a little bit about the pedals you use and uh, why? Well, this picture was taken a couple <clears throat> years ago at our old studio. My pedal board's changed a little bit since then, but not by choice. That little pedal in the front middle with the smiley face. Yeah. It it's it's broken right now. I haven't replaced it, but that's a it's an old uh it's a Vibra trim, Marshall. So it is vibrato and tremolo. Oh, cool. And it's just a really nice are the knobs Chimey. like Marshall knobs? They kind of look like they're yeah. coming. Yeah, that's pretty Yeah, awesome. it's a, a really nice pedal. I need to get it fixed. It, um, but uh, that's not in there right now. I have another tremolo I'm using. But um, right. the the pedal in the middle, my finger's resting on, that's one of my favorite pedals ever. It's kind of disguised. You can't really tell what it is because I put stickers and I like that. Even that Marshall pedal, I pulled the, the two little eyes with that smiley face or the two... Um, I guess rivets that hold in the Marshall logo. I ripped that out, right? Because people got to keep it mysterious. When we, we, yeah, we keep it in the mystique. When we yeah. tour, like we we play a lot. Almost every single show after we're done playing, people come up and they try and take pictures of your pedal board and be like, yeah, "Oh, what do you, yeah. you know, to get the?" They're trying to copy your signature sound. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. That's but awesome. um, that uh, that middle pedal that uh, my fingers resting on, that's a Ibanez DE7, and it's one of my favorite. Um, uh, delays it. I used it on the echo setting, and it's um, a really flattering, just uh, slapback delay. Right, and it's great for surf. I mean, rockabilly, any kind of just like um, any kind of sound that's kind of like in that yeah, know, genre. That's um, but yeah, it, it, 50, that 60, paired 60, with uh, yeah, that sixty sound. That paired with a little bit of reverb. Uh, the the pedal to the left of that is a Polara reverb, which sounds really good. I'm not actually I have a Holy Grail in that place of that now. Yeah, 
But um, it doesn't surprise me that there's a lot of reverbs and delays on there. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. then that, if um, the, well, the bottom left is the space echo, which we actually have a uh, actual taped space echo, the um, the Roland uh, head unit one in our studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cool. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah, we which I mean, I wish I could bring that on tour. I just it's way it's, too expensive. It's so fragile. And you fragile. breathe on it. It's yeah. For sure, we used one on one of us. Sonic Boom Six albums. We loved it so much that it's just across the whole album mm-hmm. in different spots. It's such a beautiful yeah. piece just to yeah. have in the studio. Totally. Which I've been looking for one for years, and just a couple of years ago, I snagged one at a really good price that was in good condition. But I I love that delay for live. It's just it's just a really good um, it's like digital the, version of an analog tape delay. It's like know? the same chassis as that Looper, isn't it? They just use the same thing, yeah, a different color. <laughs> yeah, different color, but it's, it looks yeah. kind of like the, the Space Echo, like the real head unit, the colors and the configuration, the knobs. Right. Even that middle knob, the selector knob, is the same. Right, oh, yeah. Um, and then um, that red pedal on the bottom right is a, a full-tone uh, fat boost, which is just a, a very basic drive and then uh volume right. and it has a little bass and treble yeah that's right that's my favorite overdrive pedal because it's so subtle yeah Full it's, tone it's fat boost, so huh? subtle and it's the, right. the red one is the it's the limited edition one so people not a lot of people like recognize it the original i think most of the pedals of that are gray or like a silver yeah but um it's a very simple pedal but it's such a flattering it just sounds good on any guitar any that's amp that's awesome and it's just a little bit of grit, but uh, I use it kind of like as a clean boost with a little bit of hair on it. Yeah, just um, g- the guy guess it probably just gives like slightly EQs yeah. it differently. A time yeah, I give well. it a little more top end yeah. and a little bit of drive and then a little bit of volume, and it just it's good for parts that you want to stick out that you don't want that full like overdrive like the tube screamer or OCD or that kind of s- sound. Yeah. So if you're just looking to get just a little bit of gain but with a little bit of more attack. Yeah. That's like my go-to for that. Hector always calls this my shopping part of the thing because it is. And I, I'm, I'm going to be looking at that overdrive pedal for because mm. uh, that 100%. sounds awesome. He it's said, a great pedal. You, will, you, I mean, everyone should. I mean, yeah. you would love it. You, yeah. you he says this part of the podcast is for like you know technical uh, stuff to like let people know about your equipment. <laughs> it's really it's a hundred percent the Ben shopping hour. He goes, oh, well, that's an interesting pedal. Yeah, let's yeah. Just, <laughs> him, um, the viewers can't see it right now, but he has a legal pad out and he's making a, <laughs> it says a Christmas wish list right there. Yeah, he's adding it to his Amazon list and he's going to send it to me later. Dear Santa. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, all right, so. Um, the last thing we do is we just talk about uh, gigs coming up. Have you got anything in the pipes? I guess not, yeah, because you've just come off tour, basically, haven't you? Not for the rest of the year. Um, right. We're, we're going to take some time off. Um, yeah. uh, write new songs. I have a few that I've started but haven't finished yet. And cool. uh, Yeah, and when the time comes, uh, next year, more yeah. shows. We, um, uh, we still haven't played Chicago on this right. album. Right. Um, would love to make it back to Europe, knock on wood. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, have uh, you yeah, played well, in England before? Oh, oh, a bunch yeah. of times, yeah. yeah. Where do you play? Like a, a bunch of different places? Do you do the whole thing? Or? We do yeah. A lot of UK dates. Yeah, the last time we usually you know, do a few dates in Germany, do yeah. a Paris show, Amsterdam, and um, that's cool. a bunch of dates in the UK. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious about venues because I just, I don't know, like I'm a little sentimental about that. Can you remember mm. any places that you play? They they come and go in right. London, I feel like. the um, um, we, we had the good fortune playing Coco one time yeah, cool. for an enemy party. Yeah, awesome. And that place is magical. And yeah. of course, you know, it was our first time over there and we were playing this this big party there. And uh, I wasn't used to all the strains of flu. 
Right, than Rover yeah, here. For sure. So here I am in this this room that the Clash had played. Yeah. And I have a 103 degree fever and I can't appreciate a single second of it. Like uh, I go home right after the show and go straight to bed. Oh, what a shame. Um, but uh such we did life. it anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys so with with the label and stuff, do you guys book your own tours and things, or does the label do all that kind of stuff for you and, and support you in that way? Uh we had a really good booking agent over in Europe who would help us out and you okay. know, we've we've played Reading and Leeds yeah. twice. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love writing in Leeds. Yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did um, uh, in yours for monitors for a while. Right. Just because I'm, um, you know, wanted to hear my vocals pristine. Yeah. And then I realized it was a mistake and stopped doing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one of the reasons was I used to go out in the crowd during this one song. Um, and I'm used to, you know, people being like sort of like enchanted by the fact that I'm there, but not, but not the, um, uh, not the Leeds crowd somehow. <laughs> they give a crap. Oh, they're, they're, they're reaching into my, my, um, um, they're reaching into my ear canal and trying to pull these things out to scream all kinds of obnoxious things. Somebody pours oh a god. beer on my head. Oh my god! And I'm just like oh, I no. should have never have come out here. <laughs> this, is, this is a rowdy bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, for and they real. were very drunk. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt, man. But it was those festivals are an absolute free for all. Yeah. Yeah, oh good my point. god! Especially UK yeah. festivals. They are yeah. they are the craziest ones for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No doubt, man. That, the, I've had a lot of fun at Reading and Leeds over the years, both as a punter and playing it. Played it a bunch of times mm. yeah, back in the 2010s. But anyway, what's Kilberley's got coming up. We always use this Ton. little end bit as a shameless plug for our own gigs. So we've got stuff. we're playing, <laughs> Go for it. We're playing uh, Fort Pierce, Sailfish. That's right. On Friday. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday we're playing at Brick and Barrel, but well, it's we're like playing a, outside in the street. It's like a little mini music festival. All the Brick people. And Barrel, where is that again? It Abacoa. used to be in Lake Park. But they moved it to Abacoa. Oh, okay. And now it's where Rooney's Oh, used it's to where be. Rooney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Irish pub used to be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave's a good guy. He's been booking me for years and years. And um, and, uh, and they're doing like a little mini street fest out, out front of there. And I think we're playing at 3.30. Something like that. Yeah. When is that? It's uh, on Saturday. Saturday. Oh, cool. And then Sunday. Sunday. You've got you've got something on Sunday. It doesn't yeah. tell me what, what uh, on my calendar. I, I, got, I, got, I, I got your calendar on my calendar. That's weird. Yeah. What am I doing on Sunday? Uh, oh, maybe you don't have something on no, Sunday. I think no. this Sunday I don't have it. No, next, I was thinking next week. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, yeah cool. so that's it. So right. Sunday you know off. the one we missed, but it's not going to come out in time, is I'm playing um, Grandview Public Market on, on Thursday. Thursday. But, and that's going to be an every other Thursday thing. So if anyone ever wants to see me play at Grandview Public Market, I'm going to be doing that every other Thursday. Nice. What time? From 9.30 to 12.30. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both, hopefully it doesn't rain this time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I was there in the rain one, one the last time I tried to play there, and I, I just set up everything. <laughs> it was like a song and a half in. Yeah, and oh, it was just, just oh, the gig got dumped on. It was a nightmare. Oh, Anyhow. Uh, so um, is Florida. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So exactly. it's uh, so nice to have you guys on. Perfect yeah, gentlemen. It, the guys. songs you play were really nice. Thank oh, you. thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. This has so been much. a blast. Oh, it was Love fun. talking five six one music. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah thank Absolutely. you guys so much for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. See ya. Check it,